Hi, this is Jocelyn. Today I'm going to talk about relationships and our love language. Many times we're in a relationship and we don't know, does a person want to be with us? Are we having a relationship? And there's nothing more frustrating than knowing, or I should say not knowing where you stand in someone else's eyes, especially when you're madly in love with that somebody else. Many men and women find themselves in this endless dance with someone who isn't really their significant other um, and is just really more of a private friend. And in my other podcasts, I address those things where you're not a priority, you're an option and things like that and, and how to get through that and get over that. But I think this podcast is really important because I found that when people begin a dating relationship, there's a couple of things that they miss right off the bat. And there's a reason for that. And it can be fixed. So I think that the missing link in any relationship that isn't exclusive or committed isn't what you think. We put a lot of pressure on sex and dating, but it's none of those things that kill a relationship. It's the energy of the two people together. And that's why sex is either really good or it's not really good. But I've found something else. If you connect with somebody, really connect by knowing them, that makes the sex and the connection and the intimacy better and deeper, and we can have lasting relationships. So it is flow. It's the feeling when you connect with the other person that the rest of the world disappears. And that feeling that you get when you think you've met them before, and you may have, and I don't mean physically, I mean, we talk about this in past lives or spiritual connection, because spiritually, they're so familiar to you that the connection is absolutely undeniable. It's the spoken and the unspoken communication. It's the feeling. It's the energy. But see, this connection has to grow into a relationship. And when it doesn't, I'm going to share with you the reason why. And this isn't the only reason, but it's a pretty good indicator. In my work, I see that the thing we miss the most is truly understanding what your guy or girl needs, what they feel, and what they think at a deep level. And the way to understand the concept that I'm going to present is to recognize that the idea that you have about who you want them to be may not be who they actually are. How many times have you been in a relationship with somebody and you think that this is it? And then you're like, I never saw that. And all your friends say, I saw that. You didn't want to see it. It sort of goes along those lines. And so if you remove the projection of your idea of who you think they are, or who you need them to be, or who you want them to be, so that they fit so perfectly into your little magical world, you can see them for who they really are. Most of the time what we do is we project onto somebody what we want, and that person is none of those things. But that doesn't mean that they aren't a fit for you. It just means that you have to remove the blinders. You have to pull your projection back because it's not only unfair to them, it's unfair to you and it's unfair to the relationship that could actually be. 
when you actually see these people or someone for who they really are and what they love, what they do, how they speak, how they show affection, how they need affection or don't need affection, how they move and respond to touch, to love, to words and your energy, and even things that aren't very positive that they might be going through right? Somebody might lose their job. Somebody might have a fight with their boss or their parent or their friend or with you. You can see more of their love language and what they need, how they retract themselves, how they get hurt, you know, by the words that you speak or just the energy or maybe what you don't say. And then you can actually see how the relationship can work When you begin to really see the person, in my readings, in my work, you hear me say, know the man or the woman or the person that you are with. And then you have to know yourself. So most people don't see a person for who they really are. And if we aren't projecting onto them what they want them to be, we accept and believe who they say they are way too soon. That's the other thing. People show up and they, especially online. Or in the very beginning, when you're getting to know somebody, they put on a great face, they have great energy, and they tell you all these really great things, and you find out that isn't who they are at all. But it takes time to get to know somebody. And that's what dating is all about, really getting to know somebody. So if you say, I don't have time for that, you're going to have to take time for that. And if you're not going to take time for that, you better get yourself really honed in on your intention and what you want. And I talk about that in my other podcasts too. If you're carrying energy where you're playing games like this with people, and I don't mean games literally, but I'm I'm saying your energy isn't specific and you keep picking up on people like this and you keep attracting people like this, your energy's out of check. Okay. So how often has somebody told you that there's something specific and they have specific desires and needs and wants and they turn out to be none of those things? When you keep getting that, it's also saying something about you. So you need to check in with yourself. That's really important because the universe or your reality, 3D, mirrors back to you what you're putting out there, who you are and what you truly believe deep down. And if that's the case, all you have to do is get right back inside And you've got to reframe what it is that you want and that you will accept nothing less. You will not settle. And you need to know because you don't have to settle for that. That, if you keep focusing on that, will put itself right in place for you and you'll attract what you want. So it takes time to see if a person's language and actions really match up. And if they're not a big communicator, we have to watch their actions. If someone isn't communicating with you, it doesn't mean that they aren't interested. It may mean that they need a little attention and guidance from you. This doesn't mean that you chase them. It means that you let them know that you're interested gently. People can read your clues and you need to be able to read theirs. So if they're avoiding you and friend zoning, you pay attention to that. If you tell me you don't know how to flirt and you don't know what to do, Google it. It's all over the internet. And find something that works for you to be able to tell someone or let them know that you're interested. You can even tell them how you feel in more obvious ways. And that's enough too. You don't have to be up front and straight up. And some people are, and that really works for them. And that's fine too. So if you feel that they aren't getting the hint, 
be more direct. Adjust the information to suit your personality, to suit your needs. And why someone isn't giving us something back romantic. Maybe it's not romance that we need, but we just need the companionship and the idea of it as we're growing. So if it starts to hurt, that's when you you should really look at why you're hurt and think about distancing yourself from them. And that could look many different ways. It's too many ways for me to go into on this podcast. So learning your partner's love language and your own primary love language actually helps you create a stronger bond in your relationship. So pay close attention to the other person instead of the differences in your ways of communicating and expressing love. For example, if you're not getting what you want, you're probably speaking a love language that your partner doesn't fully understand yet. And your partner speaks a love language that you still have to learn. And there may not be anything wrong with your relationship. You just have to learn their love language or pay attention to who's needing what. And sometimes you have to take the lead in that. Not everybody knows how to take the lead. And that's why relationships die and people shut down. And that doesn't need to happen. And if you say, I don't want to take the lead, well, then you may not want the relationship badly enough. And you need to look at that too. Are you just being belligerent because of your beliefs? Or is this person important enough for you to gently and softly learn how to learn their love language and get to know them so that they can know you? When we're really needy and the other person is preoccupied, we can begin to act out because we're not getting our needs met. They are not mind readers. And it might be the other way too. They're needy, you're preoccupied. And we begin to react when what they're saying is, I need, and you're saying, but I'm busy. And this has to be something that is compromised. You might have to give up a little bit of busyness and say, okay, I'm going to allot this time to give you what you need. And they might have to recognize, I I see that you're busy. I'm just telling you I need. So that way, later on in the day or the evening, you can sit down together and spend time. So knowing your partner is really important, but I'll tell you, knowing yourself is the most important. When you know what you want and know what you need and how to ask for it non-verbally and verbally, you'll get your needs met. And if your partner can't read your love language, this is where you need to step up to the plate and learn theirs. You need to pay attention to how they express their love to you. And once you understand how another person expresses their love, you can show them how you need to be loved through their own love language expression. It's through touch or quiet, intimate time or showing you by doing things for you or giving you their undivided attention, or maybe it's through sex or just take uh, talking for hours on end. Giving gifts is another one. The list is endless. It isn't four or five love languages. And I know the four love languages, the book is a great guide, but there are endless love languages because people are individual. So use that as a guide to help you understand, but not pigeonhole somebody because you could miss something very important about their own unique nature and how they express their love to you. So once you see your partner 
is showing you in their own sweet, different way. You show your appreciation by validating their love language and affection. And in turn, we show them how we love to be loved through that validation by loving them back in our own expression. You see, that's where the diversity can flow together and become this beautiful symphony of music in a relationship. And even knowing, you know, if your partner is not someone that likes to talk. Let me give you an example. I have a client who needs a lot of verbal validation from her partner, and her partner needs no verbal validation at all. So she needs to know that she's special, that she's beautiful, that she looks beautiful. You know, she looks great. Um, thanks for cooking dinner. You did a great job. You do, you know, that kind of validation. She, she needs to know that she's valuable. Her partner is more of a partner that is always going to dinner parties and needs that plus one and loves having her by her side. And my client has problems expressing when she's burned out to her partner. So she shuts down and she becomes resentful because she wants her partner to read her love language, except like I said, her partner is not a mind reader. And so it gets really uncomfortable because one person is not expressing how they're feeling. And so we know when you shut down and you give attitude, something's wrong. And so I really encouraged her to telegraph to her partner that something is wrong in a softer way because the frustration is building up resentment and the communication was dying at its root. And it's been an ongoing dance where one acts out and the other gets angry. And so that uncomfortableness needed to be addressed. And what happened was... One needed to say, I think you're scheduling me a little too much and I need more quiet time and downtime. It's not that I don't want to attend these events with you. I do. It's just too much for me because I'm tired. I need time alone with you. I need our intimate quiet time just being together because one partner is definitely more of a homebody while the other one is not. And When you tell somebody, I need, I need self-care, it's that simple. The other person didn't feel like she could communicate because she didn't want to disappoint her partner, but the partner was disappointed anyway, either way, because there was no communication. So do you see how it becomes a vicious cycle? So once they got this across and the other understood what the other needed, the relationship changed. It was on the brink of disaster, but they made these tiny little tweaks. The other partner who was all about the dinner parties said, I understand. Are you okay if I don't, if I go and you don't? Or how about I cut it down? And because of their um, job, they did a lot of dinner parties or going to dinner with partners. Um, And so what began to happen was it was scheduled less frequently and they had a better time when they went out. My client was a lot more relaxed and a lot happier to be out in public being social. And then the rest of the time was spent in the quiet time that she needed together. So the reason we disconnect is because 
we probably show and express love in different ways. And you might question the depth and the strength of your love, or, you know, you may not feel cared for like my partner, my partner, my client was not being listened to. And that causes tension. And this can lead to emotional and a physical disconnection between the two people. And so to find the time and examine your love language is to look closely at how you express love. Maybe you like to be touched and you need to hear words like, I love you, or you're beautiful, or you look great, and so on. So your love language would be words of affirmation and physical touch. And maybe you don't get that from your partner. And your partner might be one where words don't work for them. They might be shut down. And it doesn't mean that you don't work on that. But you can't demand something of someone that they aren't ready to give. When they feel safe that you can read their love language, which is through bringing you flowers or buying you gifts or cooking dinner for you, and you acknowledge that through your love language, and you speak your words to them, you will gently coax that out of them. You create a safe environment for them to use their words. Not everybody can use words. Not everybody can touch. So. If in the past, for example, you asked for a massage and your partner didn't want to give you one and you felt, oh, they're selfish or, you know, you didn't feel like you were getting what you need, you start to feel upset. You get angry for whatever it is. And over time, you give up and you just stop asking. You're going to kill that relationship. The disconnect is like a virus and it attacks other areas of your relationship. You become really angry about the smallest things. You miss the big picture. You're not being acknowledged. You're not being heard. Your partner can't read your mind. How many times do I need to say that? You're going to need to find the uninterrupted time to sit with them and tell them what you need. And if you're not one that can use your words and you're uncomfortable sitting in your partner telling them what you need, then write it down and give it to them in a note. Find a way to do it. There's all kinds of creative ways to do it. Maybe you give them a massage. Maybe you take a bath together. Maybe you get a shower together. So in doing so, what they need to do is listen to you, but you also need to listen to them. Listening is really important. I need. What do you need? And you can ask them that. And sometimes your partners are going to listen and they're going to do nothing. And this can cause further frustration. So you have to be detailed when you ask them. And if they're not comfortable doing it, then maybe they can buy you a massage, for example. But what you're missing is that you need touch. And what you're saying is you need their touch. And that's what you're trying to communicate. So be clear and ask what they need too. And boy, they may not be able to tell you. Some people just clam up. But they'll show you in other ways if you just let that be. Pay attention. This is not a formula for success. It's a formula to understand your needs and theirs and then determine if this relationship has more complementary qualities for each partner's life and if it can sustain itself. Because we're working at it. So when we're partnered with somebody who truly understands our love language, and both parties are giving to each other, then the relationship grows and the partners become better people, our relationships deepen, and they become more long-lasting. 
I hope this helped about love languages. And if you like this podcast, please share it. Please like it. And thanks for listening and make the world a better place.